What I have found from speaking and training all over the world and getting a zillion emails is that the average Christian is looking to move their faith from just a weekly Sunday event. Yep. They're not trying to chuck that, but you know, hear the whole thing here. Don't tune out yet. They're looking to move their faith from just having a weekly Sunday event to a daily vibrant experience in the normal rhythms of everyday life. Sure. They're searching for a more authentic, maybe even supernatural lifestyle with their faith lived out with family and close friends. And that's a good thing that, that people are starting to desire that. That's not, an, that's not a bang on the church or sure. like, oh man, church services suck or whatever. It's like, no, it's not that at all. What they're desiring, God actually created him for that. And it's good because that's how discipleship, true biblical discipleship actually happens as a lifestyle in the normal rhythms of life with others. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Okay. All righty. Good to be back. Feeling really good. Tina and I just got back from a little vacation to Hawaii. That's my favorite place lately for just relaxing. I've been all over the world, been very fortunate in that sense. But when I really want to just ah, relax my heart, nah, we go to Hawaii. And we got to do that for a week, and it was wonderful. We took our oldest grandson, Pat, along with us. And we've been waiting years for these types of experience. When the babies are born, you're like, man, someday we're going to take you to Hawaii. So last week was the time he was old enough to do that kind of traveling without his parents. This is actually his second trip with us to these kinds of things. Anyway, he's like the best traveler, though. I used to be a missions pastor, and I would have to drag a whole lot of folks from the church around the world on missions trips, sometimes 20, 25, I don't know, maybe more at a time. And it was just a constant series of people losing things. Losing their backpack, losing luggage, losing their passports. One time we lost a person. <laughs> yeah, it happens, right? And you just get, uh, you get so frustrated that Patton is six years old and he's like a rock star traveler. He's got all of his stuff together. Whenever you know it's time to leave, wait, he's already ready. He's got everything out of the backpack. He's double out of the back seat back. I mean, he's double checked. It's all in his backpack. He carries his backpack. He pulls his own rollerboard, like full adult size. I would take that kid anywhere. And we had such a good time with him. Man, lots of exploring, lots of fun. And he had never seen Hawaii. So I loved it. And he loved it. So anyway, feeling pretty good this week. Hey, I want to read a review that came in recently on Apple uh, Podcasts. I think that's what they're calling it now. And this one's from, if I'm saying this even close to right, you know, even little handle names in there, Cusinos. So thank you. It says, uh, leading from unbelief to belief, exclamation. Uh, love your work here, brother. Your motto of leading from unbelief to belief. And what he's referring to is, is uh, discipleship, right? It's the process of leading people to move from unbelief to belief. We're going to talk a whole lot about that today. He says, it's so beautiful and it resonates with me. Thank you for your faithfulness to God and his call in your life. Hey, you're really welcome, brother and or sister. I don't know, casinos. And uh, grateful for that. I hope that encourages others to also subscribe and leave reviews wherever you can, depending on what platform you're listening. If you're listening on an Apple device, which is most people in the world when it comes to podcast, then you can do that. And I, I really wish you would. If you've enjoyed the podcast and it's free, so pay it forward 
and encourage us by just leaving a review like that. All right. And if you need to uh, find out, where, you know, like I've been listening on your website, where where else can I go? There are so many platforms out there for podcasts. We're on all of them. And you can go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash listen to get a whole list of them and links right to them that'll work on all kinds of devices. All right. And I also want to invite you to join me over at the Facebook page, the Everyday Disciple podcast. We have our own group, over 5,000 people now, and you can uh, always be updated on what's going on, new episodes, training, free resources, ask questions, uh, just be a community. It's awesome. Join us over there. Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook. It'll take you right there. Or you can just search for it on Facebook. Just look it up and you'll find it real easily. We'd love to have you. All right, Heath, let's get her started. Today we're going to get into discipleship pretty heavy. It's kind of the crux of what we talk about here on the podcast. All of life really is discipleship and the way I see it, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's not necessarily a series of classes inside the church building before the service starts that <laughs> has like a list of topics that need Sunday to be school. covered. Yeah, yeah, it's not Sunday school. But I think what we're going to head towards is you unpacking what it looks like to actually have a lifestyle where discipleship is woven and, and fixed into the normal rhythms of our life and then yep. the normal rhythms of yeah. our community, right? That's what I want to talk about. Because it it feels like, you know, discipleship, like you said, it's not a series of classes. It's mm -hmm. not. I mean, I guess it could be reduced to that, but that doesn't really get the job done. Um, but um, the reality is, is when it truly is woven into the normal rhythms of life, becomes yeah. the lifestyle, that's what we're looking for. Sure. Then it's not like something to be added on. It's not additional. You just, you live it, right? Yep. And that's, I think that's what we're all looking for. Absolutely. <laughs> so hopefully today will be uh, help with that for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. When we start right here at the very beginning. Let's start by defining discipleship. I know that you've given us a cool, concise definition of this before in other episodes, but for those who are just tuning in first time, discipleship. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's how I define discipleship, boom, short. Discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of life. So I'll put a little more meat on that. Sure. It's the process, discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief about what's true about God and what he's done and what's now true of us, so how we get to live, right? But in every area of life, we're moving mm. from unbelief to belief. Some people call that sanctification. I think those are kind of interchangeable words in that sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's and that's it. See, discipleship isn't head knowledge. It's not acquisition of like a ton of Bible verses. Yeah. Or like if you read through the whole Bible like three times and you, you know, you do a study in Romans at a men's group, I guess I'm discipled. I don't, you know, sure. discipleship is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in absolutely every area of life. Hmm. And I think that's a lifelong journey because, um, you know, you hang out with me enough to know I'm not exactly like Jesus in every area of my life, yeah. you know, and my thought and, you know, deed and language and all, right? It's like, sure. like we're all in process, but we're in the process of moving from unbelief to belief. And the reason I say that is because the Bible teaches really clearly that all sin, yeah. there's things that aren't like God, don't please him, right? Separate us from God, are all connected to our unbelief about what's true of him hmm. and or our, our restored identity. So discipleship then, again, is the process of moving from unbelief to belief in every area of life, not just in the belief about our atonement, you know, and someday we'll you know, sure. be with Christ forever in heaven, but but in like, what about our parenting? What about uh, our marriage? What about our budget? What about how we spend our time and our vacation, our generosity? What about our attitude? What about literally hurts? how we tip? Literally every area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly right. So that's... That's what I'm talking about. A lifestyle now of discipleship would be a lifestyle where we, and I'm going to make the case for why it has to be with others, sure. um, where we are in the process of ourselves and helping others move from unbelief to belief in every area of God. Yeah. So the distinction is 
when I was a kid, raised in a little Wesleyan church in Southern California. Um, Way to go. Yeah, they did, they tried. But one of the things that you just said that was super helpful is my discipleship, uh, unspokenly, was the information. It was a transformation of knowledge. It was Bible study. It was Wednesday night uh, Awanas or, or whatever it was that they tried to get us to, but there was did no you crush the Awanas stuff. Yeah, the uh, sword drills. You yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did that. I was yeah. king. Yeah. Eighth grade winner in my school. Sword drill. Yeah, I was fast. I'm going to think of some good questions maybe for another episode. Yeah, they Do some feared some sword me. drilling for you. <laughs> but um, so discipleship, what we're saying is it's not that, that acquisition of information that is downloaded by us studying harder or longer on a specific And then go topic. try harder to change your behavior yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, hoping it just naturally will catch up to you. So if it's not this series of classes or 10 topics to be covered, because I didn't even get that growing up, if people are not getting that, then what is... Uh, Sunday morning's purpose. Is it ever going to get the job done? Well, I don't, I mean, I'm all about getting together on Sunday and I love preaching. I'm a preacher, right? I love it. Yeah. But no, I it will not get it done alone. It, it can be a part of it because, you know, the renewing of our minds, right? Learning things is part of that, but it will never get to the point of making mature disciples in every area of life because yeah. sitting there in silence, you don't get to address every area of life. And then someone gets to walk and watch and yeah. speak into it, right? And you know what I have found from speaking and training all over the world and getting a zillion emails is that the average Christian is looking to move their faith from just a weekly Sunday event. Yep. They're not trying to chuck that, but you know, hear the whole thing here. Don't tune out yet. <laughs> they're, they're, they're looking to move their faith from just having a weekly Sunday event to a daily vibrant experience in the normal rhythms of everyday life. Sure. They're searching for a more authentic maybe even supernatural lifestyle with their faith lived out with family and close friends. And that's a good thing that, that people are starting to desire that. That's not, an, that's not a bang on the church or sure. like, oh man, church services suck or whatever. It's like, no, it's not that at all. What they're desiring, God actually created him for that. And it's good because that's how discipleship, true biblical discipleship actually happens as a lifestyle in the normal rhythms of life with others. And let, let me just say why it has to be that way. Like you'll never, you'll never get to full, I don't believe you'll get to full maturity with just learning stuff okay. and self-study or even on a one-to-one because no one's Jesus alone. Sure. Okay. So for one, they'll just say that you, you can't one-to-one disciple somebody to maturity because you're not Jesus. You have unbelief in your life. You've got areas and you might be able to help me with certain things. And that might be an aspect of it, but I think it takes these three things. It takes the gospel in community lived together on mission to make a mature disciple. Here's why. Hmm. The gospel is what sets us free. It's what transforms us. It's what we're moving from unbelief in the gospel to belief in the gospel in every area of life. So it's got to be gospel-centered, yep. not knowledge-centered. Bible literacy isn't Bible fluency, right? Sure. We've talked about that. It has to be done in community because that's when we get rubbed on. That's when my preferences and my likes and dislikes and sin comes out. And, yeah. and you know, sitting on the couch watching TV, no one gets to see me sin. Yeah. Or what my thought life is or whatever, right? But in community, that's when it comes out. And I need someone to speak the truth back to me, remind me of my unbelief or show me my unbelief and help me move to belief. And then on mission, because it's it's that outward expression, it's that moving out mission, by the way, is discipleship, but it's the outward movement towards those who are not yet in the family. You know, yeah. they're not yet living with dad and, and his kids. And it's when we start to sort of serve the least of these and give our life and our preferences and reorient our life around their life and needs that there again, a lot of our unbelief surfaces. 
you know, my unbelief doesn't surface, you know, with a bowl of popcorn sitting on my lap and a cold beverage and the remote in my hand. Yeah. Right. It's when I'm out like with people who don't necessarily agree with me or see the world the way I do. Sure. Or when I'm serving them and they're not that thankful or they're smelly or dirty or weird or have a different worldview or they hate my worldview. That's when my own unbelief and sanctification needs sort of show up. So it takes yeah. the gospel in community mm-hmm. on mission to actually, I think, make a mature disciple. Which sounds opposite, almost almost exactly opposite of everything that we're currently used to. So you got the gospel, not necessarily a big community, typically even the phrase, but in a small group, closed off group of the same people that kind of meet all the time, where we get together and study the Bible, but we don't really know how to apply it to each other's life. And so, like we've talked before, I can show up on Sundays and even Wednesday night, and I can fool people for a really long time. And oh, for yeah. years I have. Oh yeah. But it's when we're actually in community and people are in my house going, dude, I'm noticing a pattern of the way you're so short with your wife or exactly your kids are coming up to you and it takes them like, you know, you're, you're, you're harsh with them. What's going on there? And that's when, yeah, that's when right? you're able to gospel some unbelief. Exactly. Yeah. Now, some of, some folks are listening right now going like, exactly why I don't do community. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, preface, <laughs> preface here, this is God's desire and design <laughs> for us, but it might not be ours all the time, you yeah. know, just being honest. Right. Yeah. Um, and know. that was the biggest leap for me is that hurdle of initially diving in. But it really has to happen in a gospel-centered community living together on mission. That's yep. that's that's sort of the primary organizing structure. That's the bed that discipleship happens in. It's not going to happen in a classroom alone or listening to sermons alone. It's just, it won't. It, and if, if it could have, Jesus would have done it that differently. Yeah. But he did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so. so this sounds probably new to people. It sounds super exciting and elusive, but it also sounds super rare because there's not too many people that I know that have really even ever experienced discipleship. I know I'm one of those, even in their Christian faith in this sort of manner or this depth. And so most Christians that I know are typically stuck in this loop of Sunday to Sunday, we'll see you next week. And that's all the ask we have of people. Right. And I don't, I don't even think most Christians go to church services no, even new, every week anymore, right? Yeah, no. I think 1.7 times a month uh, or 2.3 times, like it's, it's, like the it's national two average. weeks a month. Yeah, yeah for the committed the, Christians. <laughs> yeah, for members. Yeah. yeah. So um, what are your thoughts on this? Is that, that on that loop of Sunday to Sunday? And Well, I think you're right. I think I think that's what we're taught, and I think that's kind of what we get stuck in that. And um, I want to tell you a little bit of my own story coming up here in a minute. But, you know, the only people I've seen consistently end this cycle and break through to live one, like, integrated life versus living, like, my real life over here and then fitting their Christian life sure. and service and all that stuff— uh, in over here are those that have experienced a pretty rare but very real lifestyle apprenticeship. That's mm. what I want to call it. Like you, they, you can't study your way in books to this. You can't sit in enough sermons or conferences or seminars to get this. The people I know that have broken that cycle, mm. I'm not saying they don't go to church. I'm saying, but they've broken it. That's it. That's their kind of level of spirituality and experience of it. But for themselves and their family, the ones I know that have actually done this or they have an integrated life have experienced literally a lifestyle apprenticeship form of discipleship. It was sure. it was about all of life. Yeah. And it was, like I said already, it has to be lived with others in community that see all of life. And they see all of your life in turn. Yep. So you had just mentioned a moment ago, getting into some of your story. And <laughs> one of the things I appreciate oh, is boy. that you're down, you're, yeah, you're down the trail a little bit. You've, you've been in this lifestyle for quite a while. How did this start out for you and Tina? Uh, were you guys discipled in this way, like a lifestyle of dis- of apprenticeship, or is it something you just discovered? Well, eventually, <laughs> but okay. well, 
long before I sold a ton of books on this topic or helped plant churches and apprentice thousands of people into this lifestyle of mission and discipleship in like a dozen countries, my family and friends, we were all trying to figure this out too, just Mm -hmm. like everybody. And I started hearing this term that described the life of Jesus and his disciples, you know, those first ones, and those who live like missionaries today. And there's this term was missional. Now we've probably all heard that. Everybody listens, probably heard missional. Okay. But that I remember back when I was hearing this, I was like, oh my gosh, like people live like missionaries, you know? Yeah. That's how Jesus lived. And it carried with it this idea that our lives should be radically oriented around the same mission that Jesus was on, and in turn sent his disciples to replicate, you know, making disciples who make disciples yep. as a family of missionaries together. So my wife and I, uh, Tina and I, we decided that we were going to begin to gather up some of our closest Christian friends to eat meals and discuss what it would look like for us to start living like as a missional community. We heard that term, we're going to do this, right? Yeah. You know, start to try to treat each other like family, like really, and inviting those that God would hopefully call us to disciple to also hang out with us and walk more closely with Jesus. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Yeah, our, our friends thought so too. <laughs> until, okay, yep. until things progressed to where we were going to actually move beyond a weekly meal and just talking about it, you yeah. know, talking about being missional, to actually going out and building new relationships, and that takes time, yep. and serving those in need in our city and actually going to make the disciples. Right. And that's when everybody recoiled a bit. You know, I started hearing like, oh man, that's, that all sounds good, see, but that means my schedule's gonna like really have, have to, to flex change, for that. Yeah. yeah, you know, and I'm too busy, you know. Or like maybe in the winter after all this, you know, soccer and school programming and stuff, maybe we'll see then, you know, or whatever. Hmm. And that's kind of when it all fell apart. And we pretty quickly, unfortunately, we pretty quickly end up disbanding our little you know, band of brothers and sisters, so to speak. Oh, man. And kind of discouraged, we decided, I guess this missional thing just doesn't work here in the suburbs. You know, we lived in the suburbs of Chicago, but, sure. you know, it just doesn't work where we live. Now, there's good news, though, okay? The story didn't end there. Okay. <laughs> it did for a moment. You know, it did for a season. Right. But I've learned a lot since then, and that's probably why we're talking about this today. And we've now, by God's grace, man, like lived a really rich experience of our faith in community with friends and neighbors for years. Hmm. And... And guess what? So do our now grown kids. They, they love God and they love people really well and like yeah. have an open table and it's and they do this, right? And it turns out that trying to jam a bunch of, you know, quote, missional stuff into our schedules wasn't really the answer. Mm-hmm. And and what we discovered was that like we, we kind of landed on this unique combination of like kind of innovative teachings that kind of tweaked a bunch of ideas. Like I said, kind of unlearn, learn some stuff, you sure. know, um, some heart transformation that had to take place. And then like immersive training experiences where people like kind of do life together yep. um, in real time. And and that creates what I, you know, referred to earlier as like an integrated lifestyle apprenticeship. Wow. And you know what, by the way, that's pretty much what Jesus did with his folks. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and let me just say this right now, you, you're not going to want to miss our next episode because I'm going to tell you the kind of the rest of that story and what we learned and how we started to change everything, starting with ourselves. But everybody, just keep listening here today. I'm not done. I'm going to tell you, you know, more about how this type of apprenticeship works and how you can maybe even get engaged in something like that with me real soon. So anyway. Yeah. So I can actually speak into that from a real life experience. So the way that I fell in love with this concept, like when you said you heard the term missional and you were going to put your band of brothers together, it happened for me after hearing, uh, it was you speaking at a conference and uh, oh, man. You, you spoke with actually, you spoke with Hugh Halter, uh, Jeff Vanderstelt was there and it was... Uh, a bunch of different churches coming together trying to figure out what this gospel and community and mission look like. And the the biggest question was that we were all so excited because it, it's such an, a normal way of living. 
we got back and we're like, okay, where do we start? And we all had different viewpoints on where to start and we couldn't figure out a happy like foundation to start living this way out together. Yeah. So, And I, uh, I get that email or question every day. Yeah, it's like, much. hey, yeah. this sounds great, but yeah, where? Yeah. And especially if you're trying to work it out with people who do have schedules that are busy. But we promised at the beginning to tell people how they could get started living uh, this lifestyle of discipleship um, themselves. And so my question is, what would be your answer to those who want a square one first thing to do to get this sort of thing going? Hmm. Well, Heath, like I said, you know, the average Christian is looking to move their faith from just a weekly event yep. to a more daily vibrant experience of, you know, their faith in the rhythms of everyday life. And the, first off, you have to want that. Hmm. But if you don't, you know, you probably should just turn the podcast off now, yeah. you know, because some people don't. People, Would you say people, also they need to be willing to sacrifice to get that, right? Because I know a lot of people that want that, but they yeah, just don't. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you, like like everything that's God's grace and it's beautiful, like you might think you're sacrificing until you actually do, and then God blesses the heck out of you, and you're like, that was no sacrifice. Sure. It's like you lose your life to gain it kind of thing, yeah. right? So. So like I said, most people already, I think, are looking for this. I don't know too many people when you talk about, would you like to have a, a vibrant faith that touches all of life, not just like when you're sitting in the pew and getting your mind blown by a killer sermon? Yeah. Like, nope, I'm just happy with that. There are those folks, though, and probably not even listening because they wouldn't have found us and stuck with us. <laughs> but, but what they haven't, though, found is a way to break out of that Christian cycle of like, you know, American life or wherever you're listening from. I know people listen all over the world, but like, this Christian cycle of really busy, of, in, you know, in life and work, yep. you know, and kids and all. And then you just kind of a little bit of Sunday church or maybe a weekly small group jammed in when it fits, right? And most people, though, they might want it. They don't, like you said, yeah. I don't know how to break the cycle, though, because I still got home from that conference and I was busy as heck. Yeah. And everybody had a different opinion, a little bit of the blind leading the blind, right? Yep. And so what I find is they end up kind of doing the same things year after year, but hoping for a miracle, hmm. you know, hoping for something to magically change. But it doesn't. So, you know, you read another book on missional or you, you know, you hear sure. a podcast you know, or, yeah. or, you you know, something else and you just, but it, right. So. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I agree with what so you're saying. So let me give you, let me give you this week's big three as a way of giving everyone the takeaways, like okay. that starting point. Okay. Cool, so, yeah. so the big three is something that we do in each episode. These are things that you, uh, you're going to want to know and believe things you can get started with right away in light of today's discussion. And every week you can also get a printable PDF of the week's big three as a free download. We always do that by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three, B-I-G three. Before I give you those though, I wanted to tell you all that in just a few weeks, we're opening up only 12 spots to begin working with a limited group of dedicated disciple makers who are going to join us in our Everyday Disciple Makers coaching experience. With our Everyday Disciple Framework, you'll find clarity on what discipleship really is, what it looks like, and how to disciple others to maturity. It's all the stuff we've been talking about today. We'll teach you exactly what to do and how to do it with the confidence to keep moving forward at a sustainable pace, something that fits your life. We'll help you find a work, ministry, family life balance while making discipleship part of your normal life. If you feel like your current disciple-making process or lack thereof is not producing transformation, freedom and maturity in your people, our proven discipleship framework will help you change that. We've helped thousands of people in every imaginable context and age and stage of life do that. And like we said, they're finding greater spiritual freedom as they are released from a discipleship model that's sort of week to week and based on behavioral modification and sin management. They're seeing their relationships healed, 
that have been broken sometimes for years and years. And all of this flows from gaining a deeper understanding of the gospel in all of life and then growing in our gospel fluency, the ability to see and speak and experience the good news in every part of our lives and relationships with others. If you want to get more information on exactly how this coaching works, maybe you're just kind of wondering, scratching your head, I've hmm, been thinking about this, you talk about it pretty often, you want to find out more if, and see if it's a good fit for you, you know, just, just do that. Let's just talk. Go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching to set up a discovery call. You and I will hop on, get to know each other, find out a little bit about your current discipleship process, and see if we can help you accomplish your disciple-making goals either as a family or for your entire church. So just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching and let's get this ball rolling. Now, Heath, back to the big three. Caesar, big three for this week. Okay, and there again, this is th- this big three will serve as like, here's where I think it starts. Like if you're trying to live a lifestyle of this, you know, like what do we do, yeah. right? So anyway, big three, head, heart, hands. Discipleship is meant to be an all of life activity, a lifestyle. Yeah. I hope... You know, that we've said that enough today that people start to believe it's that. It's all in, yeah. It's all in. It's not a series of classes. It's not like I turn it on, I turn it off, like I'm doing discipleship. It's a lifestyle. Um, and without intentional effort to both be discipled and to live with and then disciple others, there is no way to really make mature disciples that look more and more like Jesus. Remember, I told you GC&M, like gospel-centered, in community, and out on mission together. That's great. So I hope people will know that, okay? Now, second of the big three, believe that the discipleship model that Jesus practiced with his disciples is the same one he calls us to today. He didn't say, hey, I did it this way and I taught them to do it this way and I sent them out to do exactly what I told them to do and modeled, yeah. but you'll just make up something else, maybe sit in rows, take some notes. You know, it's like <laughs> he, he sent them out to do it, life on life, life in community and life on mission. Hmm. And, and remember this, Jesus was a carpenter and he was far more likely to think of his disciples as apprentices not as students. Yeah. Like I'm going to get a bunch of knowledge in your heads, guys. No, they're apprentices. What's apprentice do? That's why I call it a lifestyle yeah. apprenticeship. They learn the skill from there. The, the one they who knows watch, better. They watch, they try, yeah. they suck, they learn, they get ask questions. They, yeah. Exactly, right? And then the third of the big three, stop hoping for a miracle to happen and change things. Hmm. Without some new intentionality in your life, you won't all of a sudden somehow magically produce mature disciples and children who grow up to love the Lord and live a healthy missional lifestyle. It's not going to just magically happen. Hmm. Um, get the training you need, invest in your life and in the lives of your children and your friends and your neighbors. All righty. And remember, if you want to learn more about the coaching that we offer, how it works and see if it's a good fit for you, go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching. Let's set up a discovery call. There's no obligation or anything. Just want to talk to you, get to know you a little bit, find out about your current disciple making process, see what's going on, see if we can help you move things forward either for you and your family or if you're leading a church or a bunch of small groups or whatever it be, missional communities, just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash coaching and we'll get you started, all right? Or at least see if it's a good fit, okay? I sure hope you'll do that. And I sure hope you'll join us again next week. We'll tell you what we've learned about how to jumpstart or restart your missional community or small group. It'll all naturally flow out of today's talk as sort of a part two and you won't want to miss it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 